0: Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your host, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hi, Simran, how are you going? Sonia, I just, I'm a changed
1: woman. I had an oyster for the first time yesterday. <laughs> and I've never had oysters before. And we were at like a restaurant. It was Seoul, which if you're from New Zealand, you know, it's like really fancy. It's at the Viaduct. Someone else was paying, so I was like, I'll be there. And They were like, oh, we'll get oysters. And they looked around the table and they were like, everyone likes oysters, right? And I like nodded my head. I was like, absolutely. Never had one before. Didn't want to lie, but lied. And then they ordered them. And the thing is, I'm not a seafood girl. So I was just kind of like, let's try it. And it was actually really good.
0: No, couldn't be me.
1: You don't like oysters?
0: I hate seafood.
1: But have you had an oyster?
0: No, but I know that I won't like it. It's not too bad. Okay, my story about seafood, now that you bring that up, is like the first time that I had crab was in Nobu in L.A., And I think that is such a douchebaggy thing to say. Oh, that's right. Like, I don't like seafood, but I did have crab once in Nobu, Los Angeles.
1: And that was because we were in LA and I was like, Sonia, we have to try Nobu. Like, I used to be such a Kardashian fanatic. Well, turns out they don't even go to that one. They go to the one in Malibu. So we went to the wrong Nobu, but that's okay.
0: It did look a little bit knocked up, you know? And in my head, I was like, just messed up. Now before we begin, we want to take a moment to thank our season sponsor for powering this week's episode. Are you ready to take control of your financial future and you don't know where to begin? Meet Perla, the Aussie investing platform that makes it easy for anyone to invest in the stock market and build a sensible, diversified portfolio. With Perla, you can start investing with as little as $5. Perla's unique community-driven experience guides you through the process of selecting your investment goals, creating a portfolio tailored to your needs and tracking your progress over time one of the things that we love most about Perla is their commitment to financial education Perla commits to empowering investors through tools like template portfolios with access to easier investing and supportive community connections Perla also offers great insight and data that help pave the way for equitable investing Their research finds women are investing more of their income than men and more women invest on their platform than men. Perla also walks the walk with open pay transparency to help facilitate open conversations about wage, roles and opportunities within the financial industry. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all the options, Perla's platform is intuitive and easy to use with powerful tools that give you control over your investments. You can track your portfolio's performance, set up automatic investments and even invite friends and family to invest alongside you. Don't wait to start building your financial future. Check out Perla.com today and start investing in your goals.
1: But what we want to talk about, which I think is very different to what we're about to say, is an (laughs) episode on things that make you feel rich for free. Because look, times are economically different than what they may have been in the past. And that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. But Even if things were going well, you do not need to spend money to feel rich or to feel good or to feel like you're living a life of abundance. You can do those things without spending a single cent. And I think it's just like good habit and good practice to have to go, you know what? I want to feel good today, but I don't have to go to the shops or I don't have to go to Nobu or I don't have to have oysters to feel this way. I can do them In more sustainable ways, it is sustainable for your pocket, but also like the world and the environment.
0: I think it's a really interesting topic to get into because when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, wait, I have a whole range of things that I do that make me feel great and I'm not spending a single cent, so I can't wait to get into it. The first thing
1: that I personally do that is for free, but helps me feel like I am wealthy or organized or just like feel rich is and like hear me out guys like just jump on this bandwagon for a second do not judge me until I finish what I'm saying automating my bills that makes me feel good and it makes me feel like I've got my life together which ultimately makes me feel like I'm doing things that are wealthy or doing things that feel rich when I used to have the itch to go out and buy things or spend money. Do you know how you sometimes just get that urge and you're like, I just need to go out and buy something. I would go at home and I would go to my laptop and I would pay like my rates, or like my mortgage bill, like the act of just taking myself to an online checkout and paying a bill would sometimes just satisfy that desire to spend money. And I'd be like, what am I doing? But it somehow works.
0: I don't even know what to say. I understand and it's for the greater good. Like you're not buying something to add to your closet or like spending your money. You're actually paying something that needs to be paid. Because it's a checkout. Your brain doesn't
1: know the difference.
0: My thing is, how do you get there? Because for me personally, I am a very impulse spender. We know this by now, especially if you've been listening to us forever. How do I trick my mind into seeing that you know, beautiful rates council page as, oh my gosh, you're spending money. Check out. Yay. I think what I do is when I have the urge
1: to go to the mall, that's when I do not go to the mall instead, go to my desk and my laptop. So when I'm physically not there, it's obviously a lot harder if you are like shopping and to go home, that doesn't work, but you literally just open up your laptop and you go to the checkout page. And as long as it's one of those pages that lets you like type in your Card details and it just looks like a normal checkout for, I don't know, like Amazon or whatever. It does it. It works out really well. And so I feel good and I feel wealthy when I feel like my bills are automated. And it doesn't take a lot for me to feel that way because all you have to do is like spend an afternoon, sit down and go, okay, these are my separate bank accounts. My utility bills go here, my mortgage bills go here, my like spending money bill, you know, section. Goes here, and so you just feel like you're on top of things, even if you're only moving like ten dollars here and fifteen dollars there. It's not about how much I'm moving around; it's more just the act of I don't have to think about it. It's automated, and that's something that you can do for free. But just
0: makes you feel good. A hundred percent, I completely get that. I think just organizing your bills, and for me now, going onto like my spreadsheet and inputting like expenditure. That's very calming exercise that makes me feel like, oh, I have it together. You know, you're 26, you're taking care of yourself, you're tracking your expenses and your finances. Like, look at you go.
1: Look at you go. Is there something that you do that you find really helpful? Yes.
0: So... I have recently been on a wellness journey. Let's call it that. I think I've always been on one. I think we always are. And I've actually recently started a course on Coursera. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's the free courses that Yale University offers or a whole bunch of unis offer. And it's called The Science of Wellbeing. And essentially the goal of the course is to apply data and stats to happiness and just teach the science of happiness in general and you know when you have these self-soothing techniques that you do and that you're taught and I have all these like wild thoughts not wild thoughts but like thoughts and perspectives in general about wellness and this professor Laurie Santos is literally applying stats and data to every single thought I'm like so engaged in this course. Anywho, that's neither here or there. Something that I do and have been doing and Sim does as well is practicing gratitude. And there's different ways that people can do it. You can take like a minute or two in the morning and just think about the things that you're grateful for. You can write down lists in terms of what you're grateful for, like five things in the morning, five things in the evening. Like today I am grateful for being able to have a hot shower. Today, I'm grateful for the comfy bed that I get to sleep in. Today, I'm grateful for my ability to even learn this course on the internet for free. There's like a whole bunch of things that you can put on this list. And I think that practice of gratitude, I think it makes me feel like a million bucks because it roots you in the here and now of everything that you do have and that you feel grateful towards. And it takes away less emphasis on Wow, I need more to be happy. You're kind of grounded in the now. Does that make sense? I love that. I think that, like, the
1: first time you hear about it, you're like, oh my God, like, that's so woo woo. That's so wishy washy. Like, being grateful is not going to get me what I need financially. Or it's not going to make me feel wealthier. It's not going to make me feel rich. But at the end of the day, when you're able to be grateful and you're able to appreciate what you have, anything more feels like so much more abundance. And I think it's one of the like greatest skills that you can have because it means that no matter where you are financially, because you might be doing well right now, but we can never predict what happens. You know, next year or the year after, travesties can happen. But if you're always rooted in like gratefulness, you'll always feel at least emotionally, maybe not in your bank account, like rich and free and like full of a lot of gratitude for what we do have, which is
0: hard to do. It's like it's a muscle. Something that I did want to talk about with like the course and on this topic, the first week they kind of go through things that, we think will make us happy but don't actually make us happy and one of them is money so it was a whole segment on money and there was a study done there's this thing called the american paradox by david myers and it essentially is a study that is done and he's written an entire book about it as well that all this extra stuff that we get on a daily basis or we think that we need for you know social comparison or like where we are in society it doesn't actually make us happy and everyone also thinks that the more income that you get on a year-to-year basis like that difference like if I get 10,000 more or 20,000 more like that will make me happy but even increased income doesn't have that much of an impact on happiness in general which I think is super interesting because again you have like these thoughts and these things that you know now with the financial literacy that you have but I can't recommend this course enough. Like it goes through all like the stats and the data that kind of just prove what you're thinking is right. I think in the study they were talking about like after a certain amount, any bonuses that you have or any income increases that you have, it doesn't actually make an impact on happiness. And in fact, sometimes it can go the other way around in terms of like your basic needs are met and then some. And if you keep getting more income you feel like this societal pressure that you need to get more things whereas in actuality it's making you unhappier
1: well that definitely took a deep turn what do you think is the like answer to people going well things just don't make me happy I do want to feel free and I do want to feel rich but without like spending money what do you think the answer to that is
0: okay so I really don't want to keep plugging this course but I can't not the second part of the course is strategies on how you can overcome like all the things that she goes through in the first part of the course and one of them is that right like materialistic things and they need to spend money to be happy I think in terms of money in general Thinking about it as a tool and using it to invest in experiences rather than things, that in the long term is probably going to make you more happy. But again, it comes with like spending money as well. I am a big believer in having things that root you and how you can self soothe. Because if you have like this intense need to constantly spend money to get, an inkling of a positive emotion, like there is something more sinister going on there that I feel like we need to unpack. And it's not going to like be fixed in a gratitude list. I think there needs to be deeper reflection and deeper inner work that needs to be done if it's that intense.
1: I think to some degree though like everyone feels that like that's why we go out and spend money because you get that dopamine hit when you are at the checkout and you are like you know you like look up a product especially with like tech things you spend ages being like what's this new iPhone's features oh my god how is this iPad going to improve my life and then the high of buying it and unboxing it like I think we all feel happiness when we buy stuff. I guess are you trying to say that shouldn't be the only cause of like what brings you joy?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think most people would agree with that as well. I also think if you're doing that like every now and then and not every day, I think that's okay. I mean, for me, I feel more joy when I spend money on other people. I'm the best gift giver. Like, no one can compete with me. Like, I get so much joy giving people meaningful gifts and spending money on other people or spending money so other people can have experiences. That makes me really happy. But I would also be lying. Like I got a pair of winter boots the other day and that made me really happy, but I'm not going to buy boots every single week just to feel something.
1: Do you know what I mean? I think we would be having a conversation off-air if you were buying boots every week to feel something. I'd be like, hey, let's just have like a FaceTime, but not for podcasting, just for just for a chat, just to see how we're going. But I, I completely understand. I think the third thing that I have found that really helps making myself feel rich for free is organization in terms of clean spaces. So I guess. I'm starting to see a pattern amongst myself. Like the first one was like bill automation. The second thing that has made a huge impact, especially when I've lived in like flats or lived in places that maybe did not make me feel as good about like my living situation or about like where I was placed or, or even holidays. I would make sure that I cleaned up that space and a clean space makes such a difference, whether it's an office building that you have, whether it's the bedroom that you're staying in or the hotel that you're in. If you're not feeling like this is the most bougie space, like it's no Hilton, but just making it cleaner, getting rid of all the clutter, putting things away. I'm starting to sound like my mother, but it really does help and it makes me feel just One just mentally clear, but then also just slightly more luxurious.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm in a different time in my life where like I feel like my apartment is clean, but I would love more things in my apartment to add more personality and warmth. I even feel like my architectural like you know those architectural digest like house tours? Like the ones that I really like am drawn to is more maximalist styles what's maximalist styles it's like loud it's like different prints it's different materials and i feel like when i was in new zealand i wanted everything to be like clear to a t like i did not want anything on my desk i didn't want anything on my bed i didn't want anything in my vision sim can tell you like everything was kind of like hidden away
1: it was like sterile but in like a comfortable way (laughs)
0: so yeah what's that saying
1: oh a clear space is a clear mind or like i know what you mean yeah it's just like if your place is clean your mind is clean or like however your space is is reflective of like your mind like cluttered house cluttered mind my mum used to say that to me a lot because i used to be such a messy kid and i think i was very messy up till like last year and then suddenly i'm like wow this cleaning stuff like I dig it.
0: Really works. <laughs> I do like the activity of cleaning. Like you put on some good playlists and you're cleaning and it just makes you feel a certain type of way. And then after you've got a clean flat. Sonia
1: stress cleans, which is my favorite personality trait about her. If she's like not in a good mood, she'll clean.
0: I will scrub the bathtub.
1: I was just gonna say that. I was like the bathtub gets scrubbed, like it's all
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I do do that. How does it make you feel rich? How it makes me feel rich, I guess it comes
1: down to, I just feel like in my head, wealth is not necessarily like money in the bank. It's like the peace of mind which is one of the things and then the freedom of time. And when I feel like I have a clean space, I feel like one, I have more time because I'm not constantly like doing emails and then looking over and going, gosh, I should clean my room or like, gosh, I should clean my office. And number two, I just feel more at peace. I feel like I've got my life together. And that's a big aspect of being wealthy, like feeling like everything's in place, everything's organized. You're not stressed about the little things and you're able to focus on the more important parts of your life. And I think that's what being rich looks like to me obviously the financial aspect helps but if I look back at like when I was a student or when I first started working that's still what I thought being rich was like having the freedom of time and that comes from just peace
0: yeah I think I'm the same as you I associate having time with wealth and I think I also associate being rich with convenience. Like if I can spend my money on things that make my life more convenient and I can take away a little bit of mental anxiety that I have about a situation that I have about transport, what have you, like I will do it. I think that's a huge aspect that I've come to realize, especially this year with my like finance journey as well. So back to the question that you asked me about when I was talking about gratitude around how can you maybe spend money in more purposeful ways that will actually impact your happiness. It is on things like maybe hiring a cleaner. If you are super busy, that cleans your house and then that takes away that task from you and then you don't worry about it and it gives you more time. Does that make sense? Because then you're not feeling guilty about your space being very untidy and you get more time. But that is just one example. I get that this episode is about not spending money. So we'll move on to my next thing that I do that makes me feel like a million bucks. And that is meditation. I feel like mine are very like gratitude and meditate. If you know me at all, this is very me. Mine is like practical things that work for me, like
1: automate my bills and clean my room.
0: I think that people would find that a little bit more useful. I hope people don't turn the like episode off as soon as I mentioned. Be grateful for what you have. No, I love yours. I mean, do. <laughs> Maybe I didn't say it in the right tone, but back to meditation. One of my goals, if you are subscribed to our newsletters, you will know this because I feel like I put this in every single week and that is being present. I have extreme case of mind wandering like I am never there where my feet are. So meditation for me used to be an irritating thing and I also felt really bad about being bad at meditating because I was like oh my god no like my ancestral roots are in this practice like what must my ancestors think (laughs) and
1: if they knew that you were using headspace (laughs) like
0: (laughs) they would be rolling I'm kidding yeah and it just goes to show there's so many different types of ways of meditation and like mindfulness in general but anything that can bring you back to where you are now is super important. And that makes me feel good as well. Cause oftentimes you're thinking about what should I have for lunch? What should I have for dinner? Oh, I need to do X, Y, Z. Oh my gosh. I have like that party to go to next week. What's my outfit going to be for that? And you're just like trying to respond to an email and you have these floating thoughts in your head. I think that just creates like such a busy mind and sometimes you can't help it. And it's a form of mind control as well, which is really hard to do. But if I have 30 minutes to an hour a day where I can just zone out, it is like peace to me. And it also circles back to what you were saying with time equals wealth in our perspectives.
1: So I was going to ask, like, how does that make you feel rich? Because I struggle with meditation, but like, how does that kind of relate to just feeling better?
0: It makes me feel rich because it makes me feel like I'm in control. Mm. and because meditation and just having that time for yourself in any practice of mindfulness that you choose and that works for you I think it just helps me with tasks throughout the day as well like it will help me focus it will help me be present and it also helps me to monotask I used to be a huge multitasker and have like five things going at once. And that speaks to some of my ADHD tendencies that I have, but I'm working on it. I don't know. Just like that control aspect also makes me feel rich. I get that it's good for XYZ, but I think it just stems throughout my entire day. Like the positive impacts of it,
1: you know, this has been such an interesting realization because I think we've both just uncovered like wealthy to us means being in control. It means having freedom of time. It means having like mindfulness around our day and our tasks. And so I'm just really surprised that this is like what we've come up with. Like I was not expecting this to come out of myself
0: or from you. (laughs) So when I had a little giggle about this just before, but in terms of free things to do that make you feel super rich, a date night idea, if you are going on a date with yourself or with a significant other, is that if you go onto your local museum website or your local art gallery, there's actually days that – they will have free admission. So it might be on a Wednesday night between like 5pm and 9pm, where you can go to the art gallery, go to the museum, and you can do all the things and you don't have to pay a $20 admission fee. And get dressed up, get doled up, whatever makes you feel good, go to the art gallery. That is a very rich night and you're not paying any money.
1: I love that. It's like finding deals. I think there's a misconception that if you get like a coupon or if you get a free pass that you are like cheapening your experience or you feel like a cheap pass and like, oh my God, I had to go in. I had to go in on the free day or I had to get like the subway of the day, which was like $3 cheaper than the other subways. I don't feel good. But I really want to flip that on its head in the way that like Sonia's described. You can absolutely go on, do these things and feel great about them because one, you're saving money, but two, like you're getting an experience and that is such an enrichment Mm. in your life. Here's a question for you. If
0: you were on a first date with a man and he pays with a coupon how would you feel is this an experience you've had like no i've just heard that other people have had these experiences and to be honest i don't know how to feel now as they describe their experiences and their perspectives what would you do
1: i mean i feel like i would react one of two ways the first way would be wait maybe he isn't like financially doing well and that's okay like I don't need that but like maybe that's why he has a coupon and the other response would be oh my god he's so good with money like he's found a coupon to pay for this experience and I think the difference between the two answers lie in how he dresses
0: (laughs) I'm kidding (laughs) and how he treats you the whole day I think okay look I think that's completely fair I think context is needed I just want to know would you say something would you be like oh a coupon
1: no (gasps) that is so mean would you say something absolutely not
0: I also don't even know how I would feel because in my head, initially thinking about the situation, it doesn't feel like a big deal to me. It just feels like, oh, yeah, you've got a coupon. That's fine if we're having a great time and it's good. But then some commentary around the situation when it happened was that you don't bust a coupon out on the first date. Like it's disrespectful because it's like showing your date that you don't want to pay full price for a meal and just like all these things. And I was like, damn, is that how it comes across?
1: Hear me out. I saw this post the other day and this girl was saying how she went on a date with this guy and they went to like the theme park and then he asked her to pay for her ticket. And she was like, Oh, okay. Fair enough. And then he pulls out a buy one, (laughs) get one free coupon and he gets in for free.
0: Oh my God. Is that a problem for you? No, I would not be okay with that. How I would deal with it then and there is going to be interesting because do I leave? But then we've traveled this far to get to the, yeah, we've paid. You can't get a refund on a theme park ticket. I don't think. How much was the ticket? Like imagine if it was like a day at Disney and it was like a hundred or something bucks. You've paid. Yeah. The dating world right now is wild. I'm so sorry to hear. I've had nothing but good experiences, but in Toronto, but it's wild out there for people.
1: You know what? I think we're derailing very significantly. So we should probably <laughs> start to bring this back up and wrap the conversation. What we've learned is that there are a few things that you can do to help make you feel rich for free things like automating your bills, organizing having gratitude, having mindfulness and I guess just doing activities where you can get some discounts but in a way where you're not feeling terrible for the fact that you've gone out and done things for free but instead just enjoying them and being like wow like this is a great experience and less from Sonia's point of view you're on a date in which case the coupons stay at home (laughs) now if you've enjoyed this episode please leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts or spotify now do reviews as well let us know what you think it means the absolute world to us and if you've enjoyed this episode share this with someone that might benefit from spreading the message hearing the word it means a lot to us and we'll see you next week
0: until next time sonia till next time sim bye bye and as always to finish off with our disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence